This episode is dedicated to Heidi's grandma. Charlene was an avid crafter herself, always working on a new project. She will be dearly missed. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. And I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. Uh, welcome to season two of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. Yes. <laughs> season two! <laughs> That's great! Yay! <laughs> we're growing up. Yeah. Um, or something like that. I don't even know. And we're kicking off <laughs> season two, episode one, with our promised episode, or at least conversation topic, about breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the law! <laughs> And making crafts. Yeah. Um, yes. So before obviously. Obviously breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get to breaking the law, um, Molly, what have you been up to lately? Um. Well, all of the things always with the making <laughs> and the trying new things and all of that. But um, so I was on Instagram yesterday. And I was like in the explore, like I don't have time to be going through the explore section on Instagram, but whatever I was. <laughs> There's an explore section on Instagram? Yeah. Oh Get no. It. <laughs> it shows you oh, crap. It, it shows you like things that they think that you will like. And sometimes it's spot on, sometimes not so much. But I get lots of crafts, lots of guinea pigs, and lots of um I've been getting more meme things, which has been fine, but also like baking things. I like you know, baking videos. Anyway, so I saw this little video of someone making something on this cool board device kind of thing. And I was all like, hmm, that looks interesting. What's Uh-oh. that? So I click on it and I look at it. And it's like, contagious. It's it's quilling, paper quilling, which I'm familiar with but have never done. And the, mm-hmm. the method of, like, watching her do this was so intriguing. And then I was – I had a message, uh, a direct message from a listener named Hannah. Hi, Hannah. And <laughs> I, she was talking about how much she loved that, you know, like, listening to us talk about doing all the things and how that's so appealing to her. And so I told her about this quilling video, and she's like, oh, you should definitely do it because our <laughs> listeners are enablers. <laughs> Yeah, they really are, but we love them. Uh-huh. It's, it, it's true. It's true. So that's really funny. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen, but it might because why not, right? Yeah, why not? I mean, it'll be interesting. And if you catch it and it's contagious, like, you know that Heidi and I'll catch it. So. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry Craft in advance. Contagions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm trying really hard not to start anything new, except for, I guess, finally Heidi has gotten to me and I have ordered a punch needle kit yes. that is on its way to me. Um, and it's from Fancy Tiger Crafts, and I'm pretty excited because it's it's neat and modern looking and... So we'll see if I fail at that. <laughs> but uh, so we write out our general plan for what we're going to talk about in each show beforehand. And I have written down that I finally finished my Hotel of Bees shawl, <laughs> which I, I have not. Um, but I, I put it on the list earlier this week hoping that it would make me finish it there's not much left to go like it's really really close and yet it's not finished and I did not finish it and (laughs) but (sighs) but the thing is it probably it'll be finished by the time that this episode airs right (laughs) better (laughs) (laughs) here I, if I say that I will post a 
a photo of the finished one in the show notes? Do you think it'll work? <laughs> I've, it'll, it'll be I like mean, magic. It's, it's worth a shot. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, you in the future uh, are living in a world where I have finished it. <laughs> you, you definitely are. It's true. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, I guess... As much as that was delightful and made me laugh a lot, I guess I probably should mention uh, my update is that it's been a little bit of a month. Um, I guess yeah. I am going to talk about this sl- briefly after all. Hopefully I don't start bawling because um, this doesn't need to become the very grief talk podcast. Um, but <laughs> I guess that was a spoiler. Um, if you guys remember from a few episodes ago, my grandma, Gusted, wasn't doing that well. Um, and she did. She passed away um, at, uh, at the end of November. So as we record this, her funeral was about, I don't know, like 10 days ago. Um, it was beautiful and everything, um, but that's what I've been up to. So I've been doing a lot of um, crafting in the car, <laughs> trying to keep up with everything I need to do in time for Christmas uh, with this little monkey wrench and emotional situation thrown in the mix. <laughs> um, but oh, we're doing well, yes. and um, it was a beautiful funeral. Um, and the funny thing is the shape that my like grief energy has taken... Because mm-hmm. I think that's a thing in my experience. Yes. Oh, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I haven't had as much motivation to, like, sit down and do a whole bunch of, like, very detail-oriented, like, organizing of my blog or physical organizing of my studio, which has gone back to a disaster zone as usual. Who's surprised? <laughs> Not me. Um, but I did on Monday when I just didn't feel like I could do anything else. Uh, remembered that I had my niece Evelyn stocking to work on so that I could mail it to Arkansas in time for Christmas. So I did finish that on Monday. And it's cute as heck. And I will share a picture in the show notes because it is hair bow themed. And yes. I really Aww. am proud of it. And it's super, it. super cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, so I can't <laughs> wait to see her use that for the next 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's just a requirement. Yeah. Like, yes. And it ended up... When you're an adult, you could pick out your own stocking. Yep. But until then... <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's funny because I... What were, what kind of inspired me to work on it was going through the box of stuff I got back from my grandma's um, and the stocking that she had made for by her mantle whenever we came for Christmas was in that stuff. And I was like, this seems like a great place to channel this energy. So mostly a positive on that end, but it's still, you know, grief is grief, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're really sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on a more positive note, besides the stocking, um, yesterday... I ended up having coffee with one of our listeners. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yes. Um, I do not, first of all, disclaimer, I do not, um, I, I, I will, I don't normally do this. None, none of the three of us normally do this. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this listener, John, um, we'd connected online and he's from North Dakota, like me. And um, he had been messaging about his craft group, listening to every episode of Very Serious Crafts and talking about it at their craft meetup. And it was really sweet. So we got coffee. I love that. I know. um, (laughs) His name's John. And he also brought me um, some some snacks that you can only get in uh, like North Dakota and Minnesota. They're called Dots Pretzels. They're delicious. And um, I also just wanted to really quickly mention like what a rad dude this guy is. Um, mm-hmm. He is a veteran uh, from the Air Force. Um, he, as his job now, works with um, what's called the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors, a.k.a. TAPS, T-A-P-S, which is a very, very great acronym, I must say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's really meaningful. And um, what they do... What TAPS does is they uh, provide support to families who have lost someone during military service, specifically children. And he was in Mm -hmm. Chicago because he had been flying to Disney with a bunch of these kids. And they got to go to Disney for free. And they even got to go to the park, like, at 6 a.m. by themselves to have the park, like, just for them. And like so cool. Oh, that's so nice. And the what a nice thing for them, yeah. With counseling, it's it's really sweet. Wow. So I just thought I would shout out to John and um, also his good friend Charlotte, who apparently listens to our podcast the second it's available. So, oh, <laughs> thank you, Charlotte. 
Um, and then uh, I've been talking for a minute or two, but um, we also have some other. <laughs> you have all the news. news. <laughs> you have all the all news. The news. It, it's it's true. Um, I've been busy doing podcast things this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the last thing, and this is exciting for everyone. Um, on Saturday, very exciting. Yeah. So on Saturday, January twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, from one to three p.m. Haley and Molly and I will be hosting our very first live show for the Very Serious Craft Podcast. Uh, Yay! <laughs> um, it will be at the Harold Washington Library Center, the main branch of the Chicago Public Library. Um, we'll be recording an Ooh. episode live before doing a fun make and take and craft. Make and take craft, that is. <laughs> all three of us. Um, and we just want to make sure that everybody knows that this program... Storm wants to get involved in telling us about this program, too. <laughs> Storm is also very excited. I think Storm knows what you're about to say and is sad. It's not for dogs. Mm-hmm. It's not for dogs. It's not for kids. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. It's too serious. Um, but, yeah, it's for adults only, and registration is required because this will be a kind of small show. Um, and you can visit chicagopubliclibrary.org to find registration information or reach out to us on social media. So yep. anyway, that was yep. a lot of business, but good stuff. All good business stuff. Done. Yep. Yeah. And we'll also add a link to the registration to the show notes. Ah, yes. So you'll yeah. be able to find it there as well. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So on to breaking the law. All yeah. Right. You ready? <laughs> All right, um, All right Molly. Okay. Started. I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off here. Um, I have a few little incidents. Nothing too too terrible. There were no, like, you know, well, one time, sort of, the police were involved. Anyway, um, okay. Did you rip a tag off a pillow? <laughs> or a mattress? <laughs> that was one of my biggest fears as a child. I, for real? I love that. To break uh, anyway. <laughs> so, I, as far as breaking the law goes, I did have a time, I figure, I was, I was probably around 15, and my bro- I think we were going to my brother's adoption hearing at the county courthouse. And I, this is kind of like, you know, airport security. You go through security there. And um, <laughs> they scanned my bag and a very stern security officer. I don't know what their official, you know, title is in that. But he stops me and very gruffly says, do you have scissors in that bag? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, my my maybe, but yeah, that was. It. I was like, I don't know, I might, <laughs> because I really wasn't sure. <laughs> you never know. You never exactly when you. I I mean, probably. I mean, that's a safe assumption for me, but that I'm carrying a project with, and I sure enough had. I want to say it was cross-stitch with me, but just a small pair of scissors, certainly they would have gone through airport security just fine, if I recall correctly. But um, they held on to those scissors, and I was not allowed to take them with me to family adoption court that day. I did get them back, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) I, I just thought... Wow, it was, but it was like he was so. Do you have scissors in that bag? <laughs> I mean, Sorry. there must have been an incident. I, I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. It was family court. Family court can get pretty heated, yeah. Though that's, that's what true. I was thinking. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and it's the same courthouse where you. I mean, there's they have criminal cases and and all kinds of things. So, um, I did. I was actually oh, at man. the circuit court building two days ago and had to go through security. It was just a like a a ticket related thing not my ticket even but anyway um (laughs) i uh Mm -hmm. i had to go through (laughs) had to go through security and definitely had that flashback thinking do i have any craft things in my bag today i did not (laughs) Uh, i mean that's i i was i think i was probably around 15 at the time okay yeah i would have like peed my pants i would have been like oh (laughs) <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't oh, mean man. to be a bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Well, and that oh, was man. the other, another time when I, 
feel like like when we talked about this like getting into trouble, one of the first things that came to mind was I I used to I still do sometimes um I would prepare craft projects for church for like the Sunday school classes. And I like using craft materials as or you know craft projects as a way to have conversations with kids and it's a, an a- activity yeah. to keep them engaged and not running around the room etc so I started making these crafts for another classroom that I had been told by someone was having some behavior issues and mm-hmm. I I just made them I left them in the room I didn't do I didn't like say anything that you have to do I just I just put them there in in the room. And I was doing this for weeks. And I found out that the person who led that room was really upset by it. Like they were what? like they were angry oh, no. with me and I had no idea because oh, no. they didn't say anything to me. They just it like this was a problem that I was doing this. And oh no. And I like I found I was like, "Oh my goodness, I felt so bad." I never addressed it with them. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I think I oh, still no. put the crafts in the room. <laughs> I think I just was like, "You know what? But it's still right for them to, the kids to have these things. So, if you've got a problem, you're just going to have to tell me." And I just pretended like I knew nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's really funny. I I well, I assume they're not a listener if they're super against craft. I'm I'm also assuming but. that they are not randomly listening. If you're listening, but if they are, and you know who tell you us are, about it. sorry about the passive aggressive crafts. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's really funny. Wow. Um. <laughs> How about you? I, well, um, so the thing that, I mean, you guys have already heard my story about airport security yeah. and, and such. So I guess I, I'm going to have to go in a slightly different direction um, for the purpose of the purposes of uh, for the purposes of this podcast, I think we can all agree that hair dye can be a craft supply, right? Sure. Especially yes. hair dye of creative color. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, human hair can be a craft supply if you really want it to be. I, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started. I've seen some beautiful bobbin lace made of hair and morning jewelry. All right. Anyway, that's going to take a turn. Maybe we'll revisit that next Halloween. Um, when I can get as creepy as I want. But, okay, so I went to a high school in, like, the rural Midwest, And there were some pretty strict dress code rules in, like, it must have been, like, the the late 90s. And I definitely wasn't allowed to have hair of a, quote, unnatural color. And this was in the midst of my gothy teenage youth. Sure. And so... There is some pushing the envelope here. You remember when burgundy hair color first became a thing? For sure. Yes. And, I mean, it's definitely purple, but it's not quite yes. purple. So you you can argue that, like, it falls under, like, the red hair category. Mm-hmm. So my mom, who during the summers was my chief hair colorist, and we would do all of the colors of the rainbow, and so she was always sort of in on it, Um, agreed to help put red streaks in my hair, which was, like, my hair is very dark, and it was even darker then. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, red streaks in black hair, which would have technically been natural hair color according to the the laws of my high school. (laughs) And so... We had to bleach these streaks into my hair because my hair is super dark. Yeah. And we were definitely doing this late at night, like, because my mom and I were night owls. And so, like, there are several ill-advised things, including bleaching 
the hair <laughs> ourselves and not having anything, uh, not getting this professionally done. But generally that wasn't a problem, and you know, whatever. But it turned out to be a near fatal error. <laughs> I very nearly died. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, and th- that isn't even a joke. I very nearly died due to this error. Oh no. Um, so... You're not supposed to drink the hair dye. (laughs) Right. Don't eat Um, bleach. And none of those things happen. But it was the thing that started off this entire chain of events. So we didn't get all the bleach out. And then we didn't know at the time. And so we put the red hair dye over it. And when we rinsed my hair... It became very clear that we had dyed my hair magenta. Like, I mean, magenta streaks, but I think yeah. we did all of my bangs. <laughs> and so I had, like, it, it was supposed to be, like, red and black, but it ended up magenta mm-hmm. and black. And so I had to go to bed knowing that I was going to get suspended upon walking into my high school. And so the next morning, I, like, we also weren't allowed to wear hats or bandanas. Of course not. Because of all the gangs in the rural Midwest. That's what they were worried about at my school. Um, I mean, it was right after Columbine. Still. And so, like, high school was a weird place yeah. right after that. So they were really, really worried about lots of things. Ugh. And so I, I was the student member of our school board. <laughs> and so I knew, um, and for the record, like, I was a very, very good kid. My dad's a police officer. Like, I had straight A's. Like, I may have been in my gothy teenage youth, but I was not breaking any rules. <laughs> yeah. It, like... Definitely, definitely not. And so I decided that the only thing I could possibly do was walk into the principal's office and tell on myself and see what it was that what he wanted me to do. Did he want to send me home? Did he want me to wear like I had brought a hat just in case like what because I couldn't do anything about it until my mom and I could re-dye my hair that night. Yeah. What? What should I be doing during the school day when I have magenta hair? Now, unrelated to this, I was also on um, amoxicillin because I had a sinus infection or something like that. And it turns out that the stress from having this great fear of getting in really, really big trouble triggered my first ever panic attack. Oh, no. Which triggered my first ever anaphylactic response to penicillin. Oh, my goodness. So I was standing in the principal's office, and all of a sudden, I have both a panic attack, so I think I'm going to die. Like, definitely think I'm having a heart attack, and... My throat starts closing. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Now, this is the rural Midwest, and I live two blocks from the high school. So the principal hands me his car keys. <laughs> and, like, I, I had driven his car before because I drove to school board meetings sometimes during the, um, like, during the school day. It was a thing. Um, so this wasn't as strange as it would sound now. Um, like, this was a thing that I had permission to do. Um, but so he told me to drive, drive myself home and then call my mom. I don't know. I don't know why, why an ambulance wasn't called. I don't know. Like it was a bad call. So I'm on the phone with my mother at work while I'm having an anaphylactic reaction. My mother says, okay, stay right there. I'm coming home. Yeah. (sighs) So I waited at home. Well, having a penicillin reaction until my mother drove home from the factory she worked at. Oh, my goodness. And, like, it ended up being fine. Like, my throat didn't close all the way. I'm never allowed to have penicillin again. But it's all because I didn't rinse the bleach out of my hair and accidentally dyed my hair magenta. Whoa. Um, and almost died due to craft supplies. 
It seems like you liked your principal, but, like, as someone who worked with children, no flippin' way would I have done any of that. (laughs) Yeah, I... I mean, yeah, we had a good relationship. I mean, there's no reason that I should have thought that I was going to get suspended. Like, I... The first thing I did was go to the office and tell on myself, what were they going to do? Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, we want this one kid, this one weird kid to stay on this school board because we can't get anyone else to show up and care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in my defense, I was, or in their defense, I guess, I was, um, I had been the student member of the school board for a few years at that point, like, before my gothy teenage youth yeah. took firm hold. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. That sounds like a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wow. I didn't die. But yeah, I mean. So it's fine. That's always Happy good. ending. <laughs> yep. Wow. So that happened. All right, Heidi, wow. top it. Um, I mean, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't think I can. Um, I mean... <laughs> My number one break in the law story, everyone already knows, and it involves Minnie Mouse and being in a principal's office myself. We all know this on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Except you were so much sassier than I was. I just crumbled under the pressure. (laughs) I was very, I was very angry and very like 13 or 14 or however old I was. Um, (laughs) But... The only other craft, like, break in the law story that I get a real kick out of sharing is one from my husband. So I will disclaim, I was not there for this. <laughs> um, but Wait. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, he told me this story early on in our dating when he realized I was really into doing crafts. <laughs> Go on. And he's like, yeah, I don't usually do a lot of crafts, but um, there was this one time... I should probably not do that, like, stupid husband voice. <laughs> um, no, but he, there, there was one time when he was um, hanging out with some of his friends, like, either in college or r- just after college. It was definitely an apartment he was living in with his friend, um, his friend Sean. And they were really into music, and they had a lot of vinyl records, which also meant they had a lot of access to, like, vinyl records that weren't particularly listenable anymore. So uh-huh. they thought it would be cool to make at home those um, warped record bowls you can buy. And uh-huh. they're made oh, yeah. by, yeah. like, putting a vinyl record in the oven at a whatever temperature. And then they become flexible and you can, like, put them over a bowl and they turn into a bowl shape with, like, some pretty fluting. Yeah. But. Yeah. Easy but, peasy. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, they didn't know what they were doing. Obviously, they were like 22-year-old men. <laughs> um, and they were like drinking some beers while they were doing it. So they just had the oven on, had a record in there, and were like, whatever. And then they all realized that they started acting sillier and sillier. <gasps> and were oh, starting no to feel goodness. funny. <laughs> oh, no! And then one of them got it together enough to realize that they were all super high on fumes oh my goodness (laughs) oh no turn the vent fan on friends turn the vent fan on. and so somebody got it together enough to realize that they needed to not be in there before they killed themselves potentially uh and they shut off the oven life or death crafting (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so they shut off the oven and went outside and like aired out the house (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yep that is a distinctly 22-year-old thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where I saw that story going. I... <laughs> no, me neither. I thought fire department was coming. Yeah. Nope. That's... <laughs> um, Oops. Yeah. So they accidentally got high. I'm glad no one was actually hurt from <laughs> Or from brain that. damage. Or brain... Yeah, I mean... Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and... But I think that actually is, like, a, a really good place to be like, hey, kids, make sure you've vented your crafting space, especially when you're working with things that give off fumes. Yeah. Like, say, clay. resins and clays or, and um, plastics. Plastic. Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember the trend from a ways back where you were um, ironing and melting plastic bags? To create, like, a fused fabric. Yeah, that was a special fume. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Fumes. Fond memories, Molly. (laughs) What are you talking about? She doesn't remember anything from that day. I don't remember. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, safety first, friends. Yep. Try yes. No anaphylaxis, no fumes. Yep. Gotta be careful. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Breaking the law. I, breaking the law. Also, I really, indeed. I love that. I love that all of these breaking the law, getting into trouble stories were completely accidental because that's just the kind of people we are and the kind of people yeah. we know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure that there are some really good on purpose stories, but I don't, we don't have them, guys. Yep. Yeah. But if you have them, no. listeners, please share oh, them. Oh, tell us. Yeah. Yes. In allow fact, us to live vicariously. Yeah, e- yeah. Even if they were accidental, these are fun stories to share. Please share them with us. Yeah. Tag us. Yeah. At, if any uh, of you have gotten, uh, if any of you have gotten arrested yarn bombing, that would be a delightful story that we would even like record and put in the podcast probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless, you know, something horrible happened to you, and then we'll just listen with a sympathetic ear. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That, too. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, so here is, here is a question that um, I wanted to talk about. We've, we've already started talking about this a little bit, but so basically, this is the, this is the background here. I started a new crochet project. Again, another one. I have too many things going at one time. But that's not really where, what the point is here. You know, when when knitters, and I do this too when I'm knitting, and I'll, you will say something like, oh, yeah, I just cast on a new project. And it sounds really cute when you say that. I could not come up with what the crochet equivalent would be. And... I tried Googling it, which is a really weird thing to try and Google, and did not come up with anything successful. So the question is, is there a crochet equivalent? And if there is not, what should it be? I'm looking for a cute way to say, to say I've started a new crochet project, like I'm casting on something new, which I don't know, maybe that's not even cute, but it feels like there should be something better than <laughs> I'm starting a new project. Maybe I'm making too big. Of I it. mean, I uh, and Molly texted us yeah. and asked this question, and we didn't really come up with anything either. Um, although I was sort of thinking that uh, I listened to a, a British, I think, um, but maybe maybe Scotland based. I can't remember. A podcast called Tipsy Knits, Mm -hmm. and they talk about what they've got on the needles. And so I thought that you could say, I've got a new project on the hook. Um, But then my mind just devolved immediately into endless hooker jokes. That's the the problem. Because even to say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hooking up something new. I, it's it's, yeah. it's a weird I've one. said that before. No I, it works. I mean, but you know, I've got something new on the chain. <laughs> no, <since laughs> foundation chains. That sounds yeah. Chains like on the rag. Oh, <laughs> oh I was thinking like off, <laughs> off the, the hook. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, we all went in very special places there, yeah. but none of those are are like whimsical crochet terminology. It's bothering me. Hmm. Let's see. Um. Uh, I mean, I mean, I will all. I will say I'm hooking up something, mm-hmm. or yeah. I'm hooking something, or like I use hook a lot in that way. But I don't think it doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm-hmm. I know. I I think the problem is the because the knitting is like casting on is the actual thing that you're doing, like to start. But, like, I'm foundation chaining yeah. a new crochet project. Yeah, and I'm you've got this nice action to it. Starting a doily. <laughs> yeah, there's no ring to it. No. Yeah. I'm that hitting makes me the sad. FCs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, well. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Oh, man. 
response for that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess if I've started a new crochet project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, Heidi, you do by far the most yarn crafting. Mm-hmm. Like, and you are literally <laughs> hooking up a storm. Yeah. As as we speak, not storm your dog. Oh, there's too much going on. <laughs> <sighs> I keep saying things I don't mean to. Sorry. I I I mean, I I I say hooking up sometimes if I'm looking for something like elegant-ish, cute-ish to say at the beginning of a blog yeah. post. And half yeah, right. and yeah, I use that too. And half the time okay. I'm like, this is good enough words that no one are reading. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was Tunisian crochet, you could have something on the hook like you could have something on the needles. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. know. We've got to crowdsource yeah. this, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it's, somebody come up with something cute, and then we'll give you credit and use it liberally. Yep. Yes. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some, some good news. Yay. Okay. Some, some tr- a triumph to share. A small triumph, but a triumph. So, you know in the last episode how I was talking about needing to get my craft studio in order and how I was going to purge excess items and, like, really, really make my space usable? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I didn't do that yet. <laughs> but... It hasn't been that long. <laughs> I, I know. But I took... The first concrete step. A couple days ago, I did a first pass book purge and like just went through, especially in my, I have bookshelves in my actual studio area that I like to have at, for reference books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I took all the books off the shelf, I looked through them, and I really thought about whether or not I needed to hold on to these things. And I ended up pulling a bunch of duplicates off the shelf, a bunch of books for crafts or techniques that I don't really do Mm -hmm. um, very often, like things that just aren't terribly useful for me Mm -hmm. that might be useful for other people. And I, I just feel really good about having done it. Like my, there's, there aren't excess books stacked on my work table right now. And the shelves are... I didn't necessarily organize them as thoroughly as I will eventually, but it was. it felt really good to just get through that first pass and have... Like, I have a stack of books um, about half as tall as I am. Wow. Ready to go. I don't know what I'm going to do with them <laughs> because they're perfectly fine books. I'm sure somebody wants them. And the thought of sending them to people like standing at the post office for that many books gives me hives. Yeah. So so I'm not sure. I'm I'm hoping to find some place to donate them or um or we'll see. But it felt really good to have just just a small but solid victory and a good first step like i feel like I, i've done a thing and now i can do another small thing if i want to good for you yeah Thanks. i have not done <laughs> i have not like, done any of the things <laughs> Same. well i usually do like one fell swoop and like if i don't have time to do all the things i have a really hard time just starting on a small thing mm-hmm. and yeah. so it feels also like a small victory in that way as well because it makes so much more sense to to do things as I have time, and I'm not very good at that. Yeah. So I I feel pretty good about it. That's well exciting. Done. Yeah, yeah. That is relatable content. The uh, <laughs> having to like complete the one task entirely before your brain is like able to do all the other things. That's very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if I can continue along on just this like individual area. I also cleaned out one kitchen cabinet mm-hmm. this week as well. Yeah. And I feel really great about having, like, oh, it's, like, I open that cabinet and just stand there and am soothed by the organization when I'm stressed out right now. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, 
I'm hoping to it's like a zen to cabinet. carry on. Oh, like a zen it's garden. It's so nice. I took a photo. I'll text it to you guys. It's so nice. I love it. Yeah, so remember how I've been talking about wanting to do um, a pair of socks between uh, Christmas and New Year's this year? Because we're recording this before Christmas. Um, Yes. (laughs) I actually ended up already making the whole pair of socks. Whoa! (laughs) Wait, but it's not even... (laughs) I mean, but also... Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, grief energy, ladies. Grief energy. Um, <laughs> my my entire story is that I brought my new flexi flips in the sock yarn I got, also at Fancy Tiger Crafts, uh, coincidentally. And um, I was like... Only you actually went to there, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, when we were in Colorado, my grandma, um, that was when she started not doing well. And so, like, that day, mm-hmm. we were at Fancy Tiger because I needed something nice to do and fancy tiger is great Mm -hmm. by the way if anybody's in denver go to fancy tiger crafts it it rules um i've never been there but i want to go it's so big because it's denver and the real estate i don't think is is as expensive as chicago and new york (laughs) probably no i don't have any idea um i mean is anywhere yeah Uh, well yeah yeah, there are a few places (laughs) san francisco yeah uh seattle (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, I made the socks, got to try out the flexi flips, um, and uh, yeah, so I might have to release a sock pattern for fun, just because I happened to put a whole pattern together in the 12 hours I was in the car on my way to and from a funeral. I mean, of course you did. Well, because what else was I going to do? That was the only part of my brain that wanted to work normally, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I think that there's a lot to be said for that. I mean... You know, yeah. so do you like the flexi flips? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like them particularly as someone who is has always done cuff down socks on DPNs. Like, I got a lot of my mm-hmm. knitting supplies growing up from my great grandmother, who was born in 1900 and died in 2002. I was the one great wow. I was the one great grandkid who was really into crafts. <laughs> Surprise! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I ended up with all of her needles because I had like only one pair of needles and wanted more. And, you know, was young and had no income. So I was like, yay, craft supplies. So then when it came time to learn um, uh, some more advanced stuff with knitting, almost everything I learned was techniques that people were kind of learning more in, like, the 50s and 60s. Because that's the tools I had. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really funny doing toe-up socks with the flexi flips because I liked it because it had the DPN double-pointed needle vibe. But Mm -hmm. they're a little more flexible and you only need three needles instead of five. And mm-hmm. because they're basically like a tiny circular knitting needle, the flexible cord in the middle meant that a lot of issues with laddering, with the stitches like separating yeah. where the needles mm-hmm. meet, um, for those who don't knit, um, that was a lot less of an issue because of the flexibility in the needle itself. And so oh, that's great. The way I've been describing the vibe of knitting with a flexi flip is that it's a lot like knitting two at a time toe up socks except you're doing it one at a time and on like teeny teeny needles you don't have the cords all over and you do them one at a time i don't know i Mm -hmm. liked it that's cool and i mean also yay socks (laughs) yeah Yeah. and they fit great because i made them for me (laughs) yeah um so as we start wrapping up this episode um, I, th- I think we're going to take a brief ride on the train of shame because that's the way to start a new season of the podcast, right? <laughs> Is to just sure. start out I mean, with it's, all that. Well, we have to, we had those tickets that carried over, the transfer is about to expire. Exactly. We, it, it's just, it's time. Yes. It's time. So, um... <laughs> So my, uh, I I don't know about which, like, I don't know if there's like more than one train of shame, but if there is, my train of shame, it might be different than yours because mine is a super long freight train of shame that is just filled with all of the unfinished everything that is just making me not want to look at or think about or talk about any of it 
And I'm so I'm not going to go into details except for to say. Are there individual cars for each project type? Like a knitting yeah. car and a crochet car? There might be several right. cars for each type. In addition to all of the, <laughs> like, just the mess that's left over from the things that I've been trying to work on. And it's just filled with ugh and I just it it's like it's that heavy it's like a heavy feeling that comes along with it and I can laugh about it right now and I might be crying about it later but that's my train of shame <laughs> oh we are we are airing our train of shame dirty laundry remember we're we're airing it now so it'll be fine exactly like, you can we'll absolve you of of those thank you wait I have mixed my metaphors. (laughs) I just can't talk to you. Except that I knew exactly what you meant, and it makes me feel better, so thank you. (laughs) I mean, we're saying it out loud, it's free. It is. It's very free. It is. Here, I I will say mine out loud and and join you. Okay. And (laughs) despite the fact that I have bought lots of fabric and lots of patterns and talked about sewing a lot, um... I did not make one single sewn garment in 2018. <gasps> really? That's not one. It, I would not have guessed that. Me neither. I, I mean, I guess I hide it really well. <laughs> <laughs> Decoy pose. <laughs> like the shame is real. Like the reason that you guys don't know is because I have been taking photos of like patterns with fabric yeah. and things like yeah. that. I have not even opened any of those patterns. That no. <laughs> I have not sewn a single sewn garment. I well, it's I don't right. think that you should feel <laughs> I don't think you should feel any shame about that. I just it makes me sad cuz I know that you probably would have actually yeah. liked to have done that along the way yeah. so oh yes uh I'm, I'm sorry that has and that's a thing I way. like to do yeah 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 I, I would love to well I intend to have that not be the case for 2019 <laughs> <laughs> but now you've got all these great you projects really, lined up so there you go yeah you really hit yeah. you really hit it well Haley I wouldn't I would never have guessed and you're <laughs> so good at it <laughs> I, I I feel really guilty about no it too. no like don't, super guilty. Okay. don't feel guilty about it on the one good. hand, on the one hand, it's good because you didn't like try to make a wardrobe the night before flying somewhere on vacation. I mean, yeah. that's, that's good. I think that's the last time I sewed a garment. See, so you <laughs> overcame one problem. I'm not even kidding. And then, I think that's true. Yeah. Wow. See? Oh, that hurts. This, oh. There's like layers of anxiety at play here. Yeah. yeah. And if, if listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, listen to season one. Listen to season yeah. one. There's a, a train of... Uh, there, no, I guess it's not a train of shame. There is... Uh, it, well, it comes up several times. It does. The, the trap of vacation sewing. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Heidi. Let's see. What have I not done this year? Um, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, haven't gotten anything organized to my satisfaction with like my site and my online shop like I, f- I finally started getting the back my backlog of free patterns formatted and put into my shop with like the down like make- making them downloadable for folks who want printer friendly versions that's probably mm-hmm. my biggest train of shame is I wanted to do that in like July and <laughs> it didn't happen and then you were a little busy yeah, yeah. and then yeah, so th- I think that's probably the biggest one is just, like, staring down the barrel of 2019, like, oh, I haven't done this yet, and it's not going to get done by itself. So that's I, probably it. Yeah, I, that's, no. to me, one of the hardest parts about the new year is it I, it brings pressure to do, like, it's like when you have all those resolutions or the plans that you didn't get to, it suddenly feels yeah. like, okay, now I got to do this because I didn't do it last time. That's sort of a false thing that we do to ourselves. Totally. And yeah, I'm not doing it this year. I've just decided. That's probably wise. I'm actually having a relatively chill holiday season because I've decided not to be, like, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The things that didn't get done, it's fine. Yeah. Like, and 
it's so this train of shame series train of shame series is so interesting because like it's become clear through the podcast and our listeners being like train of shame is very relatable clearly all mm-hmm. of us crafters have this anxiety or this like self negative feeling about not getting something done or not doing something perfect or whatever 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 but like crafts are supposed to be nice and fun and and cathartic and helpful for processing anxiety and emotions and then when we put these expectations on ourselves it becomes this like big thing yeah um, and let's not perpetuate that anymore ladies <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Soapbox. <laughs> well, when you said that, it just made me think about. It, I mean, tis the season for the knitting is good for your health uh, oh, yeah. articles to pop up, mm-hmm. and every time I see an article about how relaxing crafting or knitting or anything is, I'm just like, what are you even talking about? Have you ever picked up? A needle. (laughs) Which is, like, as I'm sitting here, like, shaking with anxiety. I have these times where I will talk about, like, yeah, do this and relax and, you know, just kind of chill out with it. Where I'm, like, stitching the sample furiously, like, okay, I gotta get this done. It's gonna be okay. And I'm, like, I'm, like, the equivalent of running through a craft project. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, no, and that's that is a thing. I need and less of that. Sometimes I get very <laughs> jealous of people who just get to make things. Yeah, or or aspirational pinners. I get really jealous of those people who aren't ever going to do the thing. They're just, but they're organizing like it's soothing to to mood board. Yeah, oh, I still occasionally anyway. do that. I think I'm not thinking that I'm aspirationally doing it, but it that's exactly what happens. I'm just pinning it because it's pretty, and I think that would be a nice idea. And yeah, but now we're getting yeah. down a whole I other mean, train of shame. <laughs> yeah, we better not. <laughs> we, we better, uh, I, I, I think the station is within sight. Yeah. We're, we're, we're approaching the conductor. Does the conductor blow the whistle? I don't know. The conductor makes the announcements and takes my ticket. Why do we keep trying so hard with these metaphors? Because that's what we're failing at today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know. I give up. And it's fine. See? I give up. It's it's totally fine. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Go forth, crafters. Go forth. (laughs) Bye, guys. All right. If you're a person who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag VerySeriousCrafts. And if you're using Instagram stories, don't forget to tag us with at Serious Crafts so we can reshare your stories. Are you a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast? Great. Pretty please leave the Very Serious Crafts podcast a five-star rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. And finally, if you'd like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click sponsor. Thanks. Thanks.